Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Disciples House. Please be seated. Let's see. So our upcoming events, uh, August 4th is our church anniversary, uh, four years, uh, and we'll have a worship service at 7 p.m. that evening. All right, and then August 5th will be Prayer for the Nation. That's Saturday morning at 8 a.m. That's our monthly pray prayer for the nation that we'll do as a group. And, uh, and we'll, make, uh, we'll make great strides for, for the nation. All right, so August 6th is Vision Sunday. Where we're going to talk about the vision of the church. And then August 22nd through the 24th, uh, Reverend Randy Greer will be in Pigeon Forge for the Contending Faith Bible Conference which uh, we're planning on attending, uh, let's, and, if, and, and I, I know some others are too. Um, all right, and then uh, September 2nd, we're having prayer for the nation again. It's first Saturday of the month at 8 a.m., and then, of course, next year, Generation Life Youth Camp is going to be July 8th through the 12th. All right, so, and uh, sometime soon, we're going to have a men's outing. Got to get it scheduled. All right, but uh, let's see. Meditation for this week is going to be uh, Hebrews 10, verse 19, out of the King James. It says, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. All right, so our confession, because of the blood of Jesus, I have the confidence and full freedom to enter into the holiest of holies, which is the place where God dwells, boldly. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for that ability. All right. So Luke 4, verse 18, is our healing scripture for, the, for this week. It says, the Spirit of the Lord, and this is Jesus speaking, says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised. Now, even though this is Jesus speaking about himself, he has, when he went, before he went home, he, he laid this on the disciples that they were, to, they were to follow him and do the same stuff that he did and even greater. So our confession, the Holy Spirit is sent to heal my broken heart. Deliver me from bondage. Recover my sight and set me free. But at the same time, we're going to be doing these things as well. Praise God. All right. So let's pray for the service. Good morning, Lord. We thank you for being here with us. We thank you that, that you would take time out from all that you have to do just to be here with us, Lord. We are gathered in your name and we know we have faith we, we can rest on the promise that you are here. Lord, we know that you will lead us, that you will guide us, that you will give us the words that need to be spoken, the words that are just right for those that are here and those listening online. Lord, we know that, that your word says that, that whenever, whenever your words are, uh, fall on good ground, they will grow and bear fruit in the lives of those that hear, the lives of those that receive with an open heart. Those that, that expect to hear your word will receive that word, the word that's just right for them. And Lord, we just thank you that you, are, that you would take time to teach us and to, and to lead us and to guide us into being your disciples, to helping us to draw closer to you in all things, helping us to stand against the devil at all times, giving us the authority to, 
to stop the devil in his tracks. Satan, we bind you in the name of Jesus. You cannot come to steal, kill, or destroy. You cannot operate in our lives, and you cannot operate in this church or in the lives of, of our, our things, our, our, our animals, the lives of our, our friends and family. We bind you in the name of Jesus. You must leave. You cannot stay. You must flee. The word says that if the name of Jesus Christ, you will flee. And therefore, you are fleeing in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord, we give this service to you. We ask that you, that you give us the words, whatever they be, whatever your will, whatever your purpose, wherever you need to lead us, we will follow. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Derek, our All right. I am the image of God. I am spirit and flesh. I am very good. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am crucified. I am a new creation and a new creature. I am dead to the flesh, but I live in Christ. I am dead to sin, quickened to life, and saved by grace. I am buried with Christ by baptism. I am raised from the dead with him. I walk in the newness of life. I am forgiven and redeemed. I am an ambassador of Christ. I am the righteousness of God. I am the workmanship of God's hands. I am created and ordained to do good works. I am justified by faith. I am chosen and I abide in Christ. I am holy and without blame. I am predestined for adoption. I am more than a conqueror. I am an overcomer and I am greater. I live, move, and have my being in Christ. I reign as a king in this life. I can do all things in and through Christ. I am near to God by the blood of Jesus. I am raised and seated with Christ in the heavenly places. Jesus, I am here to meet with you. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you, oh, I want to see you, open the eyes of my heart, Lord, open the eyes of my heart, 
much it costs to see myself upon that cross. I'll never know how much it costs to see myself upon that cross.
Oh, you are so good, Father God. To you be Thank all the Lord honor, all the glory. Thank glory, Lord glory, Lord glory. Your mercy endures forever. Thank you, Father God. To you be all the honor, all the glory. Glory, glory to you, Father God. Glory to you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Just deep before my eyes, 
Father, show me the order, Father God. I see some things in the Spirit. But, Lord, I need to know the divine order. I don't want to be out of order, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. If you deal with fear, worry, anxiety, depression, stress, roller coaster emotions, or anything along those lines, insecurity, if you deal with any of those things, there's an anointing, there's a presence here to break those things off of your life. So if you're dealing with those things, I want you, and you want those things broken off of your life, I want you to come to the front quickly for prayer. Fear, worry, anxiety, stress, and it doesn't mean, listen, it doesn't, when I say that, it doesn't mean that you're, that you're just in it all day, every day. It's just something that you deal with on a continual basis. If that's you, come to the front. If that's you, come all the way up to the front. Come up here. Y'all know where we stand for prayer. Come on. If anybody that's there. I know there's more than two in this house. Oh, there's one. I know there's more <laughs> than two. Come on. If it's okay, if you listen, if you say I've already been prayed over, it's that's fine. There's all there's more than one anointing. There's more than one impartation. There's more than one. There's more than one. If you've been prayed over these things before, that's fine. Satan comes continually. He continually comes. He continually attacks. He continually is after your mind, after your emotions, after your thoughts. 
Sunday, Masiki Ishandunday. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Sunday, Masiki Ishaday. Kathy, you need to be in this line, honey. I know you're playing, but you need to come be in this line. I know you've been up against it. You know, we can always do our job, and there's always an anointing but for, for those that do their job. But sometimes God wants to help you and deal with you first. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, I thank you. The spirit of stress. The spirit stress is stress is rooted in fear, Father God. And Father Satan is the author of all fear. In fact, his kingdom swings on fear. And so, Father, this stress, this stress, this this fear, this worry, this anxiety that's gone upon these people, Father, I Father, I sensed the angels. They came. And they stand even now behind me on either side. To bring, the, to bring the anointing that breaks the yoke. And so, Father, as we lay our hands upon these, as we, as we anoint them with oil, Father, we thank you. We plead the blood of Jesus around them and over their minds. And we thank you that all stress, all fear, all worry, anxiety, emotional roller coaster emotions, whatever it is, and it may even be a combination, Father, we thank you that it's broken in Jesus' mighty name. Broken, broken, broken. A mind of peace, a mind of peace, a mind that's quick to get in agreement with the Spirit in Jesus' we name. Break the Spirit that binds you, Shunday, that binds you in fear in name. Thank you, Father God. Quick, 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 Father God. Father, oh, na, shaki'i sunday. Oh, ha, 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 ha. Brother Richard, just receive, just receive, just receive. We plead the blood of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus. The, pure, the spirit of peace, getting in, the mind getting in agreement, the mind getting in agreement with that that's in the spirit, that spirit of fear broken in Jesus' name. Oh, that spirit of fear, that spirit of worry, that spirit of concern, oh, insecurities being broken, 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 broken. The peace of the spirit becoming one with the mind in Jesus' name. Oh, nanande, esiki ishite, esiki ishandande. She needs a double dose, Lord. I just heard that in my spirit. I just heard that in my spirit, just a double dose. Oh, nande, masa, just receive, Miss Bridget. Peace that passes all understanding coming up out of the spirit and, and just becoming one in the mind. Father, every fear broken, every anxiety broken, you foul, disgusting spirit of anxiety and fear, we break your powers in Jesus' name. You've used her mind as a playground long enough. Now you stop and you desist and you release her and you let her go in Jesus' mighty name. We plead the blood of Jesus and we thank you that her mind comes in agreement with her spirit at all times, day and night, in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. We prayed over live last week, but Father, another dose, another anointing. Oh, shaki'i sandande, hasateke. Oh, nande. Oh, shaki'i esatete. We break the chains that bind you. 
you foul, disgusting spirit that has lied to her and told her she'd walk the way of her family. That no matter how hard she fought, she was going down. We command you to release her and let her go in Jesus' name. She's brand new. She belongs to Christ, and she's not going the way of her family anymore. Now you release her. You release her. And, Father, we plead the blood of Jesus over her mind. We plead the blood of Jesus over her emotions. We plead the blood of Jesus from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. And we command every part of her body to come in line with the original created design in Jesus' mighty name. Father, that spirit of insecurity, that spirit of fear, that spirit, just release everything, honey, that spirit that has attacked her day and night, Father, we break that power once and for all. You will, you will release her now, and you will never return in Jesus' mighty name. The peace of God welling up on the inside and overtaking her thoughts in Jesus' name. The peace of God, the peace of God, the peace of God. Fear, worry, anxiety. Uh-huh, Lord, I see it. I see it. I see it. That habit of perfection being developed over time wanting because of a, a desire for acceptance. Father, we break that. We break that. We break that. It's not a sickness. It's a stronghold. We break that off of, off of Brooke right now in Jesus' name. Now, it doesn't mean that you're not always going to be a perfectionist. It just means that the motives will be right from this day forward. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you that she'll walk in her giftings and her anointings and her abilities, that her spirit will come in line with her mind, and we plead the blood of Jesus over her in Jesus' mighty name. Father, the peace, the peace, the peace of God that passes all understanding. Father, not by his might or power but by yours father move him from being a thinker to a doer move him father god from being in fear that he's missing you to being in faith that you've got him father i thank you for the blood of jesus that passes all understanding and father i thank you that that peace that's down here, begins to move up to here in Jesus' name. You coming? It's up to you. You either want it or you don't. I'm not coming anymore. Okay. Well, come here. There's an anointing for you. Trust in me, says the Lord. Thank you, Lord. I will hold you in the palm of my hand. And I do hold you in the palm of my hand. You can have trust in me that I will carry you through this and that you will make it over, that you will come through with flying colors. And that you will be restored and fully as I intended you to be. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. 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 Father, yes, she's been set free. But, Father, we plead the blood of Jesus around her. And, Father, I just hear the word emotions, emotions, emotions. Father, I thank you that emotions are coming in line. And that emotions are coming into balance. Father, I thank you that you're bringing emotions into balance. Father, we know that hormones have an effect on the emotions. And so, Father, we thank you for emotional, hormonal, hormonal balance from this day forward. 
In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Trust, Thank trust you, in me. Father. Trust in me first Thank and you, foremost. Father. Trust Thank in you, me in all the things that you Thank do. You, I will Thank you, I will carry you. Thank you. I will Father. hold you. Thank you, Lord. That peace will come with your trust. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' Thank name. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Did we miss anybody? We're good. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Oh, we give you glory and we give you honor. Thank you, Father. We do give you glory and we do give you honor. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Glory, glory, glory. Well, the Lord's going to get, wants to help everybody. If you're online and you deal with Fear, worry, anxiety, uh, mental bondage, emotional bondage of any type, stress. If you're just living a stressed life, um, then you just reach out by faith and say, Father, I receive that by faith. I receive that anointing. I receive that impartation by faith. Um, and, And God will meet you where your faith is. It's better if you can be in the house where the tangible touch is. But God will reach across the airways to you um, and and meet you uh, for freedom. Uh, glory to God. If uh, you're not a note taker, I recommend that you become a note taker. Um, or if you're not a note taker in the house, I know some people aren't because they just feel like they're going to miss something. I highly recommend that you go back and you get today's message and you take notes on it. Uh, because the Lord... Honestly, I had no idea that we were going to lay hands on anybody that wasn't my, that wasn't in my, that wasn't even on my radar uh, until just a few moments ago. Um, I, I said I, the angels were present, and the angels are present. We always have angels. Angels are with each and every one of us. Um, but there's times that that uh, I sense the presence of two angels in particular. Um, that come to assist and to aid, and um, I'm just spiritually aware of them. Um, Never seen them or had any manifestations or anything like that. Just know when they're present, and when they're present, it just brings strength. Uh, Well, that's a pastor gift. No, that's a believer gift. That's a believer gift. I don't go looking for them, but any believer that's sensitive to the Spirit um, will, you can get to the place it takes time well, you'll begin to sense those things. Um, and they came, and the reason that messengers, the angels are messengers, and the reason that they come is they come uh, to deliver a message from heaven. That's why they come. Um, and, and so when I suddenly sensed their presence, uh, I said, okay, Lord, is this just to strengthen me in the preaching, or is this for a purpose? And uh, I actually sensed, uh, that they actually escorted the Lord Jesus here, uh, and he and he was here to break uh, bondages. Um, and so, okay, Lord, uh, what we're going to talk about today, it was already in my heart and in my spirit, is how to obtain victory over mental and emotional bondage. How to obtain victory over mental and emotional bondage. Now, what I'm going to present today is not a theory. It's not just preaching that I've heard. 
um, although preaching that I've heard has helped me, but I have actually obtained victory over um, extreme self-insecurities, over uh, I've lived in, in the world of the emotional roller coaster, where I was up one minute, down the next, uh, okay, happy one minute, out of control, angry the next, um, you know, up for days, down for days, depression. Uh, I've actually had my doctors uh, put me on antidepressant medications a couple of different times in my life. Um, and uh, and uh, the last time that they put me on antidepressants, I literally cried from the doctor's office in Blairsville all the way, you know, came out the back way through Young Harrison, up through Warren and into Peachtree. And I cried tears that were so severe uh, that I probably shouldn't have been driving. Um, and I just cried out to the Lord and I just said, Lord, this isn't right. It's not right that your child of God should have to be on um, antidepressants just to function in life. And uh, when, I, when I cried out to the Lord, the Lord said, I just, about the time I got to the church that we were in at the time, the Lord said, the answer is in my word. He said, and I said, okay, Lord. And he said, not only is the answer in my word, but you worked it for a season, but then you quit working the word. And I said, oh, okay. So I had to get right back to working the word. Here's the deal. The word works for those that work the word. Amen. Let me say that again. The word works for those that will work the word. Amen. Nowhere in the Bible do you find where the Lord, not nowhere in the Bible, um, did Jesus tell you to pray for peace? Did you know that? He told us to pray for peace amongst the nations, but he never told us to personally pray for peace. I want you to turn to John 14. John 14. And uh, let's pray and we'll get into the word this morning. Thank you, Father. Lord, we thank you for being here with us. We thank you for giving us the words that need to be spoken. We thank you for leading and guiding us in all things, in your truth, and in, in your life, and in your peace. In Jesus' name. Thank Amen. you, Father. Before I read this, I want to I want to define um, something for you because a lot of times people will say, "Well, I don't deal with stress. I don't deal with worry. I don't deal with fear, anxiety, things like that." Um, and that's wonderful if you've gotten to a place where you don't have that. But many people don't understand what worry, stress, anxiety is. It's all rooted in fear. Depression is rooted in fear. um, Being an emotional roller coaster is rooted in fear. Uh, Any type of mental or emotional insecurity is rooted in fear. Insecurity is rooted in um, the idea of being rejected by people. It's what it's rooted in. Or being rejected, it's rooted in the idea of rejection. Um, And if you're a Christian, you are anything but rejected. You're the accepted of Christ. Uh, Stress, you know, a lot of times we'll say, oh, I'm just stressed. I'm not worried or I'm not fearful. I'm just stressed. Well, why are you stressed? Because at the root of it, you're in fear. You're stressed that you're not going to get your work done. You're stressed that you're not going to have enough supply. You're stressed that, you know, maybe you're not going to have food in the cabinet for your kids. You're stressed that maybe your job, they're going to fire you from your job. That's a fear 
It's a fear. It's all rooted in fear. And Satan is the author of fear. In fact, Satan's kingdom swings on fear. The kingdom of God swings on faith. Everything in the kingdom of God is based on faith. And love. And love. You know, um, and everything in the kingdom of Satan is based in fear. And so we've got to, so the first step in obtaining victory is recognizing the problem. Recognizing that stress is fear. Recognizing that anxiety is fear. Recognizing that worry is fear. Recognizing that your emotions are, your emotions are being controlled or manipulated or maneuvered by fear. And so when you begin to recognize, so one of the first things that you have to do to overcome these things is you have to learn to recognize this is fear operating in my life. This is fear operating in my life. It's one of the first things you have to do. And that's a hard thing for us to do as believers. Uh, Actually, it's a hard thing for us to do as people. Because we were cre- because we're created um, to to kind of boast your past fear, and really we're created in God's image, and and fear is so far from God that uh, you know fear is is really looked down upon, and it's looked as a weakness. Fear is not a weakness. Fear is a reality of the spirit realm taking place in our life. Okay. The reality is, is yes, we live in a natural world. Yes, we're natural humans. But at, the, but at our root and at our core and at our base is spirit. And so at our base and at our core, uh, we're under spiritual attack. And so we have to learn to view things from a spirit perspective. Okay? And so um, if we understand that stress is, uh, is rooted in fear... If we understand that worry is rooted in fear, if we understand that anxiety is rooted in fear, if we understand that insecurities is rooted in fear, then it makes it much easier to un- then it takes then the um, then it becomes much more manageable because then you know what you're really up against. I have dealt with. Um, with out-of-control anxiety to the point that uh, I have had actual panic attacks. I've, not to be crude or rude or anything like that, um, but I've, I've come under extreme pain to the point that anxiety gripped, my, gripped me physically. Um, and on more occasions than I prefer to count or admit to, um, not to give anybody bad images, but to just give you an idea of how, how controlling anxiety can be. I have been in a public restroom with the door. Well, thankfully, there were stalls, and I was able to lock the door. But uh, because because anxiety gripped me so much, uh, my internal thermostat was out of control, and I basically stripped down naked and was sweating profusely and yet freezing at the same time just to try to get myself under control. Um, because I couldn't, the, just the I, just the, the binding of my clothes was just too much to handle. Um, how much you know that puts you in a humiliating situation? Uh, that's the tactics of Satan. It is. Now, am I saying that, you, that, that if you have any of these things, you don't need medical care? No, you do need medical care. 
because medical science can give you the tools that you need to handle these things in bite-sized pieces. In bite-sized pieces. So I said I've been di I've been given antidepressants uh, multiple times in my life, and I just got to the place where I said, God, I I, I got to get free of this, and and God worked with me, and I got free. Um, but it took time. Um, and, and I've had to learn some things. I've been to the Mayo Clinic uh, with a diagnosis of uh, central sensitization. I'm just being real honest, which is basically where your nervous system just goes crazy. Uh, how many, do y'all, everybody's got shoes on their feet, right? When you put shoes on your feet, does your brain sit there and remind you all day long you got shoes on your feet? For the most part, most people know. Most people go, I mean, you're aware you've got mental knowledge that your shoes are on your feet. For most people, but that's about the end of it. With with central sensitization, this is what my body does if I don't keep it under control. Hey, you got shoes on your feet. Hey, you got shoes on your feet. Hey, there's something touching your feet. Hey, you need to check there's something touching your feet. How much, you know, it's hard to get through the day when your brain's doing that all day long. All day long. It's just an example. Uh, where, where your brain should just accept some things and receive some things and just go, okay, well, that's normal. That's not a big deal. My brain goes, if I don't learn to keep these things under control. So I went to the Mayo Clinic, uh, and I sat in three days of meetings, and at the end of the three days, I was actually pretty mad at myself. You are mad at yourself? Yeah, I was mad at myself. I was mad at myself because everything that the Mayo Clinic has proven medically true is found in the Word of God. Everything that they told us in that class for three days, am I wrong? Words, honey, words. No. No. <laughs> words, honey, words. You know, they said, they, believe it or not. I shaking my head online. <laughs> <laughs> believe it or not, they said, this is what they, but if they're listening to just audio, they can't. Uh, but this is what they said. They said, uh, we have found that when you physically, when you, when you acknowledge pain, it actually makes your pain worse. They've actually learned that. They've actually learned that there are neuro pathways. If you deal with chronic pain, for example, I have metal in my hip. Uh, and, and, or in my back, and it would cause my, and my back would kind of get out of a line, and so it would bother my hip. So I would sit there and I would rub my hip, just thinking it would make my hip feel better. But it actually makes the pain worse. Do you know that the Bible tells you, uh, that you are to tell your body how to respond, that your body is not supposed to tell you how to respond? You're supposed to have control over your body? Do you know that they, they have found out medically that if you speak, positively you will have a positive outlook did you know that they've proven it medically that's what the bible says it says death and life are in the power of the tongue those that uh eat the, those that eat, uh they will eat the fruit thereof in other words if you're speaking sickness if you're speaking disease if you're speaking stress if you're speaking fear if you're speaking worry if you're speaking anxiety if you're speaking insecurities guess what you're going to have Worry, fear, anxiety, stress, sickness, insecurity, they've actually scientifically proven that the more you talk it, the more you have it. It's been proven. They tell you that you sit in the class for three days, and they teach you how to think differently and how to speak differently. Guess what? That's what the Word of God declares us to do. That's what it declares. They taught us to... They, they taught us in that class, you have to train your physical body and you have to, to, when your body wakes you up in the middle of the night and tells you, no, you're not allowed to sleep, this is what they teach you medically. This is going to mess with you. This is what the Mayo Clinic teaches. 
They said, you put your body to bed at the same time every night, and when your body wakes up, you tell it, no, you are not allowed to get out of this bed. And I don't care what you have to do. You do not. You do breathing techniques, listen to soft music, pray, meditate, do something, but you lay, you don't turn on the light, you don't get out of the bed, you don't go watch TV, you don't allow your body to do what it wants to do, you, this is what they told us, told us medically, you force yourself to lay in that bed for eight hours, period. And in time, this is what they said, and in time, your body will learn that once you lay down, it's going to be there for eight hours. And therefore, in a little bit of time, your body will begin to cooperate. Is that not what we were told? Pretty close, yes. What was wrong? What was not right? I can't put my finger on anything that was wrong. I don't remember the, literal, the exact he, words he, is he, what he, I meant. He, he's, like, he's like, that's not the literal words, but... but Basically, they said, don't do it. Don't get up. Don't get up, period. Don't get up. Do you know that the Bible tells you to take control over your body? It does. It does. They tell you that when you're, when you're feeling anxiety, when you're feeling anxious, when you're feeling stressed, when you're, they, they actually tell you to take deep breaths. And to, they call it uh, uh, bring yourself to peace. You know what the Bible calls it? The Bible says... Uh, Get in agreement with your spirit. The language is different, but the techniques are all rooted and grounded in the word. They're all rooted and grounded in the word. So in John 14, we've got a lot of verses to cover. Now, here's the deal, and here's why I said you need to take notes. You need to go get these scriptures. You need to write them down. You need to meditate on them. If you can take one one day and the next the next day and add on and add on, that's fine. You might have to do it over, you know, one scripture one week. And then the next week, add another scripture. But we've got a lot of scriptures, and it's going to give you the blueprint on how to obtain victory. John chapter 14, verse 26 and 27. All right. So, you know, many things that scientists and medical professionals have discovered is actually in the Bible. Absolutely. Such as the power of positive thinking. You know, they're telling you, hey, just say positive things over your life constantly and, 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 and your life will get better. Well, the Bible says confess positive things, that you will have, the, you will have whatever you speak mm-hmm. over yourself. If you speak positive things, you're going to have positive things. If you have negative things, you have negative things. Yep. But these medical professionals are acting like it was their idea. That's it's right. not. It's in the Bible. It's in the Word of God. <laughs> Glory to God. Anyhow, so verse, verse 26. 26. Okay. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Now, notice it says it will bring things to your remembrance. Yes. This doesn't necessarily – he can bring you things that you don't know already, but most of the time he's talking about he's going to bring things up that you already have in because you've read it or seen it or know it and you just don't remember. So that's why it says remembrance. He will bring all things to your remembrance. So if you read the word, he's going to bring up the words that you need to hear that you've already read and you've already heard and you've already seen. So so he will bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. So not only is he going to bring the what's in the Bible, but he's going to bring things that he spoke personally spoken to your heart. Yes. The things that that God has personally spoken to your heart, he's going to bring to you. Now, verse 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. 
Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Now here, it's amazing to me. Uh, we go into, from time to time, I've gone into detention center. I haven't gone in a long time, but I'll, I'll go soon. Um, uh, they'll, they'll bring up, let's have scripture about peace. So they'll be able, my, my favorite scripture is my peace I will give unto you. Or peace, you know, peace I leave with you. My peace I will give unto you. But here's the deal. They have no spiritual understanding of what that means. They have zero understanding. What was he just talking about in the prior verse? The Holy Spirit. That's exactly right. Jesus' peace is the Holy Spirit. Jesus' peace is not an emotion. Jesus' peace is not a mental state. Jesus' peace is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is in connection to your spirit which is down on the inside. So what is Jesus' peace? Jesus' peace is the peace of the Spirit. He said, peace I leave with you. In other words, when you are born again, that peace is on the inside of you. My peace, which is the Holy Spirit, it was the, whole, it was the power of the Holy Spirit upon Jesus that allowed him to have peace at the cross. So here's the deal. God never promises you that you're not going to have troubled times. He never promises that you're not going to have things that are going to challenge your emotions. He never promises that hard situations are not going to come your way. What he promises you is that if you will learn to let the peace that is in your spirit take the lead... That peace is always, honestly, that peace is with you whether you allow it to take the lead or not. It's there all the time. I have people constantly, they'll call me in distress, and I tell them, take a deep breath, count to ten, take a few deep breaths, calm down, and I want you to find your spirit. Connect to your spirit. See, because they're up here in their mind, and they're just going wild, and they've totally forgotten at the center they're at total peace. And so I tell them, calm down, calm down, calm down. I get them to calm down, and I go, now, find your, find your spirit. Connect to your spirit. Find your spirit. Okay. And I'll go, now, what does your spirit feel? Is your spirit stressed? No. Is your spirit emotionally out of control? No. Is your, is there, what's down on the inside? And they'll go, it's calm, it's still, it's at peace. Yes. You have to learn how to get that peace that's on the inside up into here at all times. You have to. That's what, that's what it means. Well, how do you do that? He said, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. In other words, he said that peace that the world has, that warm, fuzzy feeling, he said, that's not what I'm talking about. And then he says this. Now, this is amazing. He says, let not your heart. Your emotions, that heart means the center of your emotions. Let not your emotions be troubled. Now, this, this messes with some people because they're like, they're about emotions. And it's, no, we have to stop being ruled by our emotions. I, I will frustrate people because they'll say, well, my, my emotions, and I'll look you square in the eye and I'll go, I don't care about your emotions. I will. 
and I've had some people get in a tizzy over it. Not that your emotion, I'm not saying that you don't matter. What I'm saying is your emotions are fickle. Your emotions are always changing, and your emotions lie if they're not controlled. You have to learn to control your emotions. You know, and, and here's the deal. We're challenged all the time. Years ago, when I first came into the, when I first came into, into following, to, to, to this walk of Christ, we had a minister that came to our church on a regular basis. His name was Reverend Larry Hutton. Um, Reverend Larry Hutton uh, talked about how in the 70s he was full of fear, full of worry, full of anxiety. He was on all kinds of antidepressants, anxiety medications, and all kinds of problems. He was so eaten up with it that he had, I don't, seems like there was like 27 different uh, allergies or something. Remember he had to go like every day of the week and get allergy shots because he was so torn up with allergies and fear and all that. And this was in the 70s. And he said he got a hold of the word of God and he began to get his emotions under control and he get and get in and, and began to get the mind of Christ. And he said this, I believe he said since 1976 or 1978, whatever, eight, whatever year that was, he said since this particular day when he got the revelation and I think it was 1978, he said, I have never had a down, depressed, stress-filled day since. And I thought, you're lying. I literally thought, this man is standing in the pulpit of God lying. But I can tell you uh, that he's not lying because you can get to the place where you can be anxiety-free, fear-free, stress-free, worry-free, depression-free. You can get there. Because, and then he always followed it up with this. He said, now I've always, he said, now every day I have marvelous opportunities to become stressed, fearful, worried, anxiety-filled, things like that. He said, I just choose not to take the opportunity. In other words, he chooses to let not his heart be troubled. Amen. He chooses to let his heart not to be troubled. In other words, when anxiety starts to rear its ugly head, you have to say, mm-mm, we're not doing this, body. No, emotions, we're not doing this. Emotions, let's find the spirit. There's the spirit. There's the peace of God. Now emotions, line up. Line up. It's your job to get your emotions in check. It's your job to get your emotions and your thoughts in check. You notice he didn't say... When you're feeling, when your heart is troubled, pray to me. It's not what he said. When you're feeling anxious, pray. When you're feeling worried, pray. Now, those are good things because we're supposed to pray at all times. But notice he said, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. In other words, it's within our power, might, and ability to put fear on the run. If we didn't have the might, power, and ability to put fear on the run, then why did God tell us to do it? If we didn't have the ability to put fear on the run, and he told us to, be, to put fear on the run, wouldn't he be unjust? 
Wouldn't it be wrong of God to say, uh, don't be afraid if we were incapable of, of fear? Let me tell you what fear does. There's this thing in our body called, science calls it the fight or flight response. And basically, we're supposed to look at a situation and we're supposed to decide, is this something that I can handle and I can fight against? Or is this something that's very dangerous and I need to flee from? It's what we're supposed to do. The problem is, is when Satan has the hold of your mind, that ability to fight is paralyzed. And you automatically go into fear and flight instead of fear and fight. Now, when I say, so you have to set your mind. Now I'm looking around this room. And I know every single one of you well enough to know that when you make a determination in your heart, that nothing will change it. You have to make a determination in your heart that when fear tries to attack, you're going to attack it back with the word of God. It is a determination. You have to decide, I am not going to be in fear I am not going to allow my emotions to be troubled. I'm going to fight the way God tells me to fight. Go to James chapter 1. James chapter 1. You get to Revelations, just back up a few pages. You get to Hebrews, it's right after Hebrews. James chapter 1. Verse 2. James 1, verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations. Now, we could read it this way. We could read it this way. Brothers, sisters, count it all joy when fear comes. When fear comes. When worry comes. When anxiety comes. When insecurity comes. That's when you need to get happy. You get happy. Because the de- why, you want me to get happy when that comes? Yes, I do. I want you to put a smile on your face. I want you to laugh out loud. And I want you to say, devil, I see you. What do you mean, devil, I see you? Because if you recognize that it's fear, then that's the, that means the devil is present. And you'll notice at the end of that, there's a semicolon. There's a semicolon there. But he said, so when the devil is present, here is the only way the devil knows if his tactics on your mind is working is the expression on your face and your reaction with your words. So the first thing you do to fight the devil is you put a smile on your face. Put that smile on your face. Woo! When the devil attacks, know that Jesus is on your side and he's ready to fight for you. When the devil attacks, know he's coming against you because you're doing something right. So that's therefore, when you come under the attack, when you come under the persecution, when you come under the, the fear of Satan, just get happy. Begin to, sometimes you just have to start to go, ha ha, ha ha. Ha ha. Somebody said, what you laughing at? I'm laughing at the devil. Why are you laughing at the devil? Because he's trying to get me in fear, and I see him, and he's not going to win. 
Well, they're going to think I'm kooky and they're going to take me to the funny farm. That's okay, Pastor, come bail you out. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. No, you get happy. You get excited. He said, he said, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, different temptations, when you get into temptation to fear, when you get into a temptation to, str- to get stressed, when you get into a temptation to be concerned about what people will think. Get happy. Why? Because it's nothing more than a temptation to get you out of right, out of right standing with God. Let's read on. All right. So that semicolon leads into why you should be why you should count it all joy. It says, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. So you have to know that that you have to have faith that God's going to bring you through this, and that and therefore there's no re- reason to worry. There's no reason to get in anxiety. There's no reason to stress. You have you just get into joy because you know God is with you and He's not going to forsake you. So knowing that, hold on, we're going to talk about this faith factor for just okay. a minute. I want to talk about this faith factor for just a moment because I already hear it. I heard it when we were talking about it yesterday. I already hear it, but I just don't have the faith. First of all, Jesus gave you the measure of faith, so you do have faith. But I want you to hold your place right here, and I want you to go to Joshua one. Hold your place right here. Go to Joshua 1. We're not going to mean Joshua, but for just a couple of minutes. Go to Joshua 1. It's right after the book of Deuteronomy. Joshua 1. And I want you to, now I want you to remember, in the Old Testament, they did not have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of them. I want you to understand that they did not have that peace that I said, let's tap into that. They didn't have that. All they had was a confidence in God. Now, in the Old Testament, you don't see a whole lot of conversation about faith. What you see in the Old Testament is a lot of obedience. Obedience is another word for faith. Obedience is another word for faith. So when you obey the word of God, when you do what the word tells you to do, you are operating in faith. So when fear comes and you purposely put a smile on your face, you're in faith. Why? Because you're obeying what the word says. You're obeying what the word says. Look at what he told Joshua here is it the, the second half. We'll start in five, but I just really want to get to the tail end of five. And down through here. Okay, starting in 5. All right, chapter 1, verse 5. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. Listen, I said I didn't want that part, but I do want that part. Just kidding. When you follow God, there's not a person that will be able to stand against you. When you have insecurities about people, they're not going to like me. They're going to judge me. They're going to come against me. They think I'm a horrible person. They think that I'm bad. They think that I'm unlovable. They don't, I, I don't do what they want me to do. Listen, when you're following God, they're not going to be able to stand against you. They're not going to be able to get in your way. Let's keep going. All right. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Listen, just like God was with Moses, just like God was with 
uh, Joshua, just like God was with Caleb, just like God was with David, just like God was with Daniel, just like God was with Jesus and the apostles and the prophets in the, Old, in the New Testament, just like God's with your pastor, listen, I've dealt with this for years. People will look at me and say, well, you're Miss Robbie. Or your pastor. So there's some special something about you. No, there's nothing special about me. You want to get where I'm at? Do what I've done. Be a doer of the word. If you are a doer of the word, then you can, then God will say to you, because Jackie, you're a doer of the word, just like I was there for Moses, Joshua, Caleb, Jesus, and the, and the disciples and the apostles. I'm going to be there with you. Trust in me. Trust. Here it goes. He said, and, he, and, and because I'm with you, look at what I'm going to do for you. God, This is the promise of God. I will not, not fail thee nor forsake thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. God is never going to leave you. And actually, there's three promises there. It says, he, I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. That's God is three promises. always, always with you. One of the things that I love about Brother Randy, and I've instituted it and took in it on my own, is I, what I absolutely love about him is he just, you know, I used to, uh, uh, don't get me wrong, he stands in the prophet's office and he sees things. I get that. But I used to think, man, he knows everything about me. But what I have figured out is he knew how to read what the devil reads. And he could tell, he could look at you and tell when the devil was eating his, eating my lunch, and he does the same thing, and he'd just so sweetly come over, and he'd purposely look me in the eye, and he'd, and he'd put his hand out to take my hand, and he'd look me square in the eye, and he'd say, God is with you. And I mean, I just melt on the floor like a puddle, and I said, oh my God, he knows, he knows everything. No, God knew. God knew. And he knew, and what he knew was the devil was eating my lunch. You've got to understand, no matter what you're up against, no matter what people say, no matter what people have said, listen to me, no matter what anybody has ever said to you or about you, God is with you. No matter what they've said about you in the past, no matter what they said about who you're going to be, God is with you. This is how you overcome fear because satan wants you to think he's the only thing in this world and he's not and god is with you honestly this should be part of our daily confession we should say that god is with me god is god will not fail me nor forsake me absolutely absolutely because when it comes down to it when fear grips your mind if, if fear grips your mind your mind will flee that's right. But if you practiced these and repeated these, that God is with me, God will not fail me nor yeah. forsake me. If you say that over and over and over again, as soon as you feel that fear coming, you say that and yep. the fear will leave. Yep. He, say, he goes on and he tells Joshua. He said, Joshua, be strong. In other words, this is a choice. We have to choose to be strong. When we want 
to flee, when fight or flight kicks in, and that overwhelming, that overwhelming fear to flee into anxiety, that overwhelming desire to flee into worry, that overwhelming desire to flee into stress, that overwhelming desire to tear ourselves apart and pull ourselves down, that's the moment that we have to choose, and it's a choice, we have to choose to be strong. That's the moment in the Roman, uh, the Roman um, armor, their shoes had spikes on them. So when they were fixing to go into battle, they would put those spikes and their heels into the ground, and it made it so that they could not move. Now, you men don't know anything about this, but just like us ladies, have you ever worn your high heels and got them stuck in the ground? I know that's happened to me a time or two. How much do you know? You're not going until you get that spike out of the ground. Those shoes are based on Roman armor. That's what those shoes are based on. So when, when fear, anxiety comes, when worry comes, when insecurity comes, when depression tries to grab your mind, when grief, grief is another mental and emotional stronghold, when that tries to grab your mind, you've got to put those spikes in the ground and you've got to say, I will be strong and I will be very courageous. I'm going to get in this fight and I refuse to move because God is with me. That's what you have to do. And and if anybody doesn't understand what forsake means, it means leave you. That's right. God says he will never leave you. God's never left anyone. Job thought that God had left him for for a moment until he learned better. Jesus even said, on the cross said, why have you forsaken me? But you know know why he had to say that? He had to... To fully pay the price for us, he had to feel that he was forsaken. Right. He had to feel that penalty in order to pay it for us. Right. If he hadn't have felt it, he couldn't have paid it for us. That's right. So he says, only be strong and very courageous that thou may observe. I would read it this way. Be strong, be courageous, observe to do all that God says. All the law. I would just make it very short, very simple. Be strong, be courageous, and be a doer of the word. Be strong, be courageous, be a doer of the word. If you're struggling in this area, you need to start saying, I'm strong, I'm courageous, I'm a doer of the word. I'm strong, I'm courageous, I'm a doer of the word. I'm strong, I'm courageous, I'm a doer of the word. And say it until it becomes monotonous to you, and then continue to say it more. This is how I obtained victory in my life. I walked around every day, all day, even on my job. I'm a doer of the word. I'm a doer of the word. I'm a doer of the word. I'm strong. I'm courageous. I'm a doer of the word. I have peace. I have joy. I have peace. The fruit of the Spirit, I would say, the fruit of the Spirit is joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, meekness. uh, Joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, meekness, gentleness. Long, wait, no, there's one I'm missing. Hold on. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, meekness, gentleness, and self-control. And I would sit there and I would list them. I would list them. The joy, the, and I would list them and I would say, so I'd say this, I'd say, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, meekness, self-control, and I walk in all of them. The, <laughs> and, of course, that's Galatians 5, verse 22. I would. 22. I mean, I, I said it all day long, all day long. 
This fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, meekness, gentleness, self-control, and I walk in all of them. The Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, meekness, gentleness, and self-control, and I walk in all of them. And I mean, I said it, and 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 guess what? It began to produce in my life it began to produce i'm a doer of the word i'm a doer of the word i'm a doer of the word listen if you are challenged in being the doer of the word start right here if you are challenged in being a doer of the word start right here walk around all day long like a broken record i'm a doer of the word i'm a doer of the word i'm a doer of the word i'm doer of the word why because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god and you are going to respond faster to hearing it out of your own mouth than you are out of somebody else's mouth and not only that god produces the fruit of your lips amen I am a doer of the word. I am a doer of the word. What am I doing every time I say it? I'm allowing God to produce in me what I need to be a doer of the word. So you have to say these things. Hold on. Let's finish what Joshua said. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou observe to do according to the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it. Refuse to be moved. Turn not from it to the right hand or the left hand that thou mayest prosper in whatsoever thou doest. And wherever thou goest. Wherever you go, whatever you do, refuse to be moved. Plant your spikes in the ground and say, I'm going to, I am a doer of the word and God tells me to not fear the devil. He told me to be strong. He told me to be courageous. And look at what happens in verse 8. He said, this law shall not meditate, out, shall not depart out of thy mouth. What are you doing it by saying and by saying and by saying? I'm not letting it depart. But thou shalt meditate therein day and, day and night. Listen, there's a lot of times people are talking to me and I have to stop and say, I'm sorry, I wasn't listening to you because I've created a habit to always be meditating on God. And I'm over here, me and God are having a conversation. I'm thinking about the Word. I'm constantly thinking about the Word. My mind is constantly on the Word. How did you get there? I trained my body. I trained it. Uh, he said, according to all that is written therein, and then, then shall thy way be prosperous, and then shall have good success. If you want to be prosperous and you want to have good success, you're going to have to choose to fight against fear. You're going to have to choose to meditate on the word day and night, which means the things that you're meditating on. Listen, you want to know why the devil wants you listening to secular music all the time? I'm telling you right now. Because you're meditating take some on of, the wrong things. Take, take some of the music you listen to and look up the lyrics word for word and really look at what it's telling you. Or look up the, 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 why the song was written and what it's about. Because sometimes it's not always obvious. Right. Look it up. 90% of the secular music today tells you to be in fear, 
tells you to be worried, tells you to be in anxiety. A lot of it talks about killing. A lot of it talks about, uh, a lot of it's about tearing yourself down. A lot of it is about sexual immorality. A lot of it is about fighting physically. And that's your mentality. That's your mentality. But no, you have to change your thinking. You've got to get in an agreement with the Word of God. Go to Galatians 5.22, which we just talked about. All right. And let's read it. Galatians 5.22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, or, or patience, gentleness, meek, or goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance, which is self-control. Against such, there is no law. All right. Well, you made it. Yeah, I was in Ephesians and thought, what is he reading? All right. <laughs> but the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, when you became born again, you became love. When you became born again, you became love. Why? Because you became one with God, and God is love. When you came into the Spirit, joy unspeakable was placed in your spirit. Your spirit is never sad. Your spirit is never down. Your spirit is never depressed. Your spirit is there. Now, there are times that your spirit might have some righteous indignation, but even in that moment, there's joy. Uh, your spirit is never unruly. Your spirit is never haughty. Your spirit never is like me, 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 me. Never. Your spirit, go back up to verse 22 on the screen for me. Your spirit is full of love. The real you is full of love. The real you is full of joy. Now, this joy is not like, Oh, I just, I'm gonna go get, I, I just got off of a roller coaster emotional joy. No, this is just the joy of heaven. And it's always there. It's always there. You know, I, sometime, I don't know, it's quite a while back, I was texting with Brianna, and Brianna's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I'm getting ready to get a root canal. And she's like, oh yay. You know, and how can, and I said, no, I'm good, I'm all at joy. And she's like, how? Spirit. It was a long time ago. Long time ago. And she was like, I'm not joyful when I go to the dentist. I said, I'm not happy to be at the dentist, but I'm full of joy no matter where I go. Because the Bible, because God put that joy in me. Long suffering. That means patient. That means patient. How much do you know you want people to be patient with you? So patience. Now here's the deal. Uh, gentleness. How much do you know God made you gentle? Listen, Satan tells you, to demand your rights. Satan tells you to get in people's face. Satan tells you to get in there and fight physically. God says, no, be gentle, be kind, be soft. Gentleness will overwin. Listen, anger, all anger will do is get you in trouble. And if your anger is, is uncontrolled enough, it will put you in the courtrooms. And if it's uncontrolled enough, it will put you in the prison house. No, gentle. Satan wants you to be unruly. Satan, by, he, he wants you to try to take your way by force. No, God said, uh, just be gentle and I'll make a way for you. 
goodness is in you. That word faith should actually be faithfulness. You're a, that, that ability to commit to do what you said you were going to do, that's in you. Meekness and temperance. Temperance is self-control. One of the biggest uncontrolled issues I had in my life was anger. I would fly off the handle at you in about, about zero, zero to 100 in about a second flat. Now, here's the deal. I knew that we were going to be talking about this this morning, and so did the devil, because we talked about it in the house. And guess what came this morning? An opportunity to, control, to lose my temper. And guess what? I failed. Be honest. I failed. I was running, I was running late. I, I was, it was 10 minutes after 8. Uh, I had my hair and my makeup done, but I was not dressed. And the husband comes in the room. I'd already heard him putting the dogs in the kennel and all that. And he comes in the room, and he's got the computer bag and the Bible bag and his Bible in his hand and his coffee. And he comes in the room, and he's smiling. And he's like, um, honey, not to draw uncomfortable pictures, but all I had on was my undergarments. And I looked at him, and I said, yeah, babe. And he said, uh, time for us to be going. And I said, what time is it? He said 8.10. I didn't realize it was that late. I said, because I'm trying to stay on the positive side. I said, good, I got five minutes. And then he said, honey, we're supposed to be there early. And I went from zero to 100 in about 15 seconds flat. And I was like, I am so bad. I mean, it just <laughs> out of my mouth. And he turned around. He turned around. I and he said, into, "I'm out." I went. I went into protect the joy mode. I'm leaving. <laughs> it's like I'm out. And I was like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> now, now, y'all may laugh because I lost it, but I tell you what. Now, right now, that's a victory in my book because once upon a time we would have. St- number one, I didn't break anything. <laughs> Nothing went flying through the house. And once upon a time, we would have been in such a fight that when we walked through the door, you would have still seen it and heard it. But you know what? I got victory. Because he walked out of the room, and and here's a technique. Here's a technique. Take a deep breath and count to ten. This is what God told me. I said, God, self-control, are you kidding me? He said, every time you go from, he said, every time your thermometer rises, take a deep breath and count to ten. And I went, one, two, three. And he said, not like that. (laughs) No, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Now, what did that do, God? He'd say, do it again. One. He'd say, two, three, four. He'd say, take a deep breath with each, with each number. One. Two. Three. By the time I got to ten, I'd be over it. Every time, because here's the deal, he's going to, what was I doing? 
I'm training my body to come under the control of my spirit. And now I'm to the point that when my, when my, when my flesh rises up, when it does rise up, and it doesn't rise up, I mean, 90, 90 mornings out of 100, Michael could have come in that room and I could have, and I would have said, I know, I'm rushing, I'm getting there as fast as I can, I'm so sorry. But this morning, it just landed different. And this morning, I had an opportunity to get my flesh under control, and I lost my opportunity for about 30 seconds, and then I went, okay, I'm sorry, I got it, I'm okay, I got this. And he went out to the car, and then I got to the car, and I went to apologize, and I was trying to explain to my, explain my situation because that would help me, make me feel better, but it actually makes him feel worse. And he had an attitude, and I wanted to just fight, and I just sat in the back seat, and I went, And then he calmed down and he said, I understand your reasoning. I don't need an explanation. And I said, it's not about you. And then I went. I turned my praise music up. (laughs) Which made me have to take a deep breath twice. But then I said, I'm sorry. But here's the deal. Is that victory? Absolutely it's victory. Because it did not ruin the whole day. And it did not get out of control. And we were able to communicate with each other. Praise God. So you have to, you know, trust me, that we, we communicated well with each other. So, uh, so you have to listen. Here's how your fruit is going to develop. We have an ongoing joke. We say, don't ever ask the Lord to give you patience. He'll make you a youth minister. Because we were like, Lord, out of all of the fruit, our biggest struggle is patience. We both really need patience. And you know what God does? He puts you in a position where you have to exercise what's already in you. So if you, have, if you struggle with joy, you're going to be put in positions where your joy is challenged. If you struggle with being meek, you're going to be put in positions where your meekness is going to be challenged. If you struggle with peace, you're going to be put in positions where your peace is challenged until you learn to maintain your peace in that situation. Not, and here's the deal. It's not God that puts you in those positions. He allows you to be in those positions, but it's Satan that actually brings those positions because he knows those are the red button topics. He knows, he knows, listen to me, he knows that if he can get Brianna out of joy, he gets a win. So he's going to continually bring her situations that are going to irritate her and frustrate her and poke her joy repeatedly. And in and that's fight and that battle and that issue is always going to remain in her life until she learns to stay in joy. So guess what? I've got good control over my temper these days, don't I, honey? Yes. He really had to think about it for a minute. He only had blink twice if you disagree. Blink, blink. No, I just oh, no, you're say, good. I just had to say that must be a faith confession. 
You know darn well. <laughs> I even said yes, sir. I said, I think, I said, I'm doing real good with my temper. He said, actually, you're doing fantastic, honey. He said, it's a big difference. Uh, now, up here in front of the world, he's like, I don't know that that's true. What? No, you're good. <laughs> Any case. Let's go to Romans 8.15. Well, before we go to Romans 8.15, go to John 8.44. John 8.44. John 8.44. I want you to see this about your enemy. I want you to see this about Satan. 44, huh? Now, this is what Jesus has to say about you if you are being ruled and reigned by the flesh, like the people that he was talking to. This is what Jesus has to say. He said, Ye are of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Miss Burke, can you bring up on the screen Genesis chapter 3, verse 4? Bring up on the screen, Genesis 3, verse 4. Notice in, Rev, notice in John 8, 44, it says this. It says, he, talking about Satan, was a what from the beginning? A murderer. murderer. When did he murder? Right here. Yep. The serpent said unto the woman, you shall not surely die. He lied and he convinced her to do the very thing that would bring her spiritual and physical death. Yep. Now, it took a while for the physical death to grab a hold, but spiritual death took a hold immediately. This is, what, this is why Jesus said he was a murderer from the beginning. Yep. But notice what it says. He said, you are of your father, the devil. He's talking about the fleshy behavior. Now, those people were not born again and not saved, but we... Until we train this physical body to do differently, it is always going to fulfill, look at what it says, and the lust, the desire of Satan, your physical body will always do that first. Always. Given its own choice. Given its own choice, your physical flesh will always follow the devil first. He said, uh, he, being Satan, was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in truth. The truth is not in Satan. Is not in him. And it says, look at what it says. It says, because there is no truth in him. The number, the only place that Satan can get a hold of you is in your mind. And when he speaks to your mind, he is never speaks truth. He always speaks a lie. Now, he may wrap his lie in a truth. But it's still a lie. It's still a lie. This is why, you know, uh, people are like, oh, God in the Old Testament was so rigid and so hard. And he gave all these rules and regulations. No, the rules and regulations that he put in place was the were things that, were, that came against Satan. He said, the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not lie. Why? Because Satan is the liar. Mm -hmm. So he says, don't lie. Because when you lie, you're falling into the hands of Satan. Yep. This is why I'm on you guys all the time. Can I, can, I, can I be real honest about how I talk to you sometimes? Am I allowed to do that? Huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. 
So I'm trying to get a principle. I'm talking about I don't know. And is that good? Okay, thank you. So um, now, now understand that this is Brian. This is Brianna's go-to response because of fear, because of fear of being wrong, because of fear of people's reactions, because of fear. She'll, she has a bad habit of saying, I don't know, or it's fine. There's one other one that you, call, that you say frequently. Uh, but those are the two major ones. And for the longest time, I was real gentle with her on it. For the longest time, I was real gentle on it. But then the Lord said, deal with that. And so now when she says, I don't know, I look her square in the eye, and I said, you just bold-faced lied to my face. Now tell me the truth. It was a defensive mechanism, and I understand it's a defensive mechanism, but it's a defensive mechanism controlled by Satan. So in order to break that, I have to call it out for what it is. She doesn't say that to me hardly at all anymore. Very rarely. Very rarely does she say it anymore. See, he's the father of lie. This is why even a defensive lie is not okay, because even a defensive lie is, is putting you in subjection to Satan. He says, when he, he says, for when he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of what? His own. Listen, when Satan, when Satan speaks a lie to you and says, nobody loves you, that's his position. He doesn't love you. That, he's talking about his own condition. When he says, nobody cares about you, he's talking about his own condition. I don't, he's talking about how he doesn't care about you. There's all this stuff out there. I saw some stupid propaganda thing of Satan's, and it, it was a shirt or poster or something, and said, Satan loves you. No, he doesn't. He absolutely hates you. He may tell you he loves you, but he has no truth in his mouth, and he is nothing but a liar. He says, and he is the father of it. He is the father of lies. So how are you going to come over fear? How are you going to come over stress? How are you going to overcome uh, uh, worry? How are you going to overcome insecurity? You need to look Satan in the face, and you need to call him out on his lies. Amen. You hear me? You've got to start to speak to him and call him out on his lies. When he says you're a no good nobody, you look him in the eye and say, Satan, that is an absolutely lie. If you tell me I'm a no good, that means I'm a very good. If you tell me I'm a nobody, then that means I'm a somebody. You better learn opposites real fast. And you better start calling them out on it. Listen, this is how I got victory over this thing. My pastor taught us. He said, when the devil speaks a lie to you, tell him, because he hates to be mocked. He said, he said, when the devil speaks a lie to you, he said, look him in the face with your spiritual eye. He said, look that old devil in the eye and tell him, thank you for that lie. Because now I know the truth. Listen, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, when the, when the devil says, you can't be a doer of the word, you're going to fail every time. You look at him in the eye, and you say, you all foul, stinking devil, I see you. And if you're telling me I can't be a doer of the word, that means I can be a doer of the word, and I'll get it right every time. Yeah, ha, ha, add a good ha, ha on the end of it. Just stir him up real good and get him good and mad. 
Getting good and mad. Well, you want me to make the devil mad? Yes, I want you to make the devil mad. I'd rather you make the devil mad than God mad. Go to James chapter. Come on, we're right here. Well, we're in John. Go to James. Come on, go to James. You want to make the make the devil mad? Laugh at him when he tells you those lies. Yeah. Come on, laugh at him. Count it all joy. James, where? Well, I'll tell you when I get there. Okay. Come on, James 4, 7. There we go. Come on, James 4, 7. You want to make the devil mad? Come on. Yes, I want you, uh, you. Pastor, you want me to get the devil mad at me? Yes, I want you to get the devil mad at you. And here's why I want you to get the devil mad at you. Because when you submit yourself to God and you resist the devil, when you stand up to him, when you call him a liar to his face, he's going to do this right here. He is going to run away from you. That word flee means that he's going to pick up and he's going to take off as in terror. He's going to run from you because he knows when you stand up against him, he knows that you know he is a defeated foe. I don't have nearly the trouble with the devil that I used to have. And it frustrates me when I see people who have been walking with God for a long time, and every time you turn around, they're just getting their lunch eaten by the devil. I get so frustrated by y'all walking in here looking down, depressed, disgusted, and saying, well, the devil's just eating on me. I'm tired of it because you're not submitting to God and resisting the devil like you ought to be. Because if you were, you'd come running in the house with a victory run and say, whoo, I got the devil on the run. Come on, you got to put the devil on the run. You don't want to be in fear. You don't want to be in worry. You don't want to be in anxiety. You don't want to have stress and depression and all of these issues. Then you need to begin to stand up and fight. Amen. But here's the deal. We don't fight against people. Our fight is is not against flesh and blood, but it's against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and wickedness in high places. Our fight is spiritual, but we fight it in the natural with the words of our mouth and the smiles of our face. Amen. Glory to God. Woo! Romans 8, 15. (laughs) Oh, ten minutes, Lord. I need you to recoup the time, Father. Recoup the time. Romans 8.15. Almost there. Come on. All right. Oh, 8.15. Not 15. Romans. 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 8.15. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to to fear. But ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we call, uh, call cry, Abba, Father. Listen, he said, you have not received the, bo- the spirit, the spirit, the spirit, the spirit, the spirit, say it with me, the spirit, the spirit, the spirit of bondage. bondage. Let's say it. I have not, I have not received, received the spirit of bondage. The spirit of bondage. What does the spirit of bondage bring? Fear. Fear. I have not received the bondage of fear. I have not received a spirit. Notice what the Bible says. He said every bondage in life is based in a spirit. If you have mental bondage, if you have emotional bondage, it is a spirit behind it. And it is not of God. It's of Satan. 
And if you want to get rid of that spirit, you are going to have to submit yourselves to God. You're going to have to be a doer of the word. You're going to have to submit to God. And you're going, and in doing so, you will, you're going to have to resist the lies of Satan. When Satan starts talking those lies, listen to me. There are some people, even in this room, that their way of dealing with the devil is to take the lies and push them down on the inside and just ignore them. You are staying in bondage by choice. Do you hear me? No. You are choosing to stay in bondage by choice when you refuse to confront the spirit of bondage. When you refuse to speak the word of God, you are choosing to stay shackled. And it is a choice. Because that spirit was not given to you. Anything that brings you into fear is bondage, and there's a spirit behind it. He said, instead, you have received the spirit of what? Adoption. Insecurity is the fear of being rejected by people. And abandoned. That's what it is. It's the fear of rejection. But you have been adopted into the kingdom of God. You have not been rejected. You have been adopted. That's why I can meet you today and I can look at you sincerely with everything in me and tell you I love you deeply. Even when that one was in demon possession, I looked at him and I said, I don't know anything about you, but I can tell you that I love you. I didn't love the spirit that was in him. But him, the person I loved, (laughs) to the demon, not to him. Glory to God. He said, you have received the spirit of adoption, in which case we get to say, Abba, Father. Abba, Father. Father God. Father God. Daddy. That's not disrespectful when you say it with reverence. He is your loving Father. He has ex- he created you. He equipped you. He made you everything that you need to be to be perfect in this world. You've just got to push off the lies of Satan. Go to, you've got to push off the lies of Satan. Go to 2 Timothy 1.7. 2 Timothy 1.7. That's right. 2 Timothy 1.7. He said, for God has not given us a what? The spirit Spirit of fear, fear. but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We could read this verse this way. God has not given you Satan, but instead he has given you his power, his love, and his sound mind. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Satan, God did not create Satan. God did not give us Satan. Satan took what doesn't belong to him. And we have the authority, the power, the might, and ability to put him in prison through the name of Jesus Christ. What God has given us, God has given us his power through the Holy Spirit. God has given us his love 
through the power of the Holy Spirit. God has given us a sound, settled mind through the power of the Holy Ghost. God has given us all power, authority, might, and dominion through Jesus Christ. God has given us all of the love of Christ in and through Christ. God has given us all of, of the peace of mind that Christ had through Christ. We have all of this, but it is up to us to bring it into manifestation in our life. Amen. So when fear attacks, it's not, just, it's not enough just to quote scriptures to him. Nope. Because he knows scriptures. You have to exercise your authority. You have to say, no, Satan, I will not be in fear. No, Satan, I will not have anxiety. I do not accept this fear that you are trying to put on my body. I do not accept this fear that you are trying to put in my mind. If you're telling me that dinner's going to be awful and everybody's going to hate it, and that means it's going to be wonderful and everybody's going to love it because it's been touched by the Lord Jesus. If you think that you're going to steal my job, if you're telling me that I'm going to that you're going to that, my, that I'm going to lose my job, then that means that my job is sealed and secure in the blood of Christ. If you're telling me that I'm going to get in an accident and die on the way home, then that means that the roadways are clear and secure for me. You've got to begin to talk to these things. If you don't talk to them, you will never get the victory. Never. Glory to God. Amen. Romans 7. I know we're at time, but we're going to get through these verses and get you guys the victory that you need. Romans 7, verse 22 through 25. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. Look at this. I delight. This is a choice. Delight means I'm excited about it. Delight means I take joy in it. Delight means that I, put, that I pursue it with great gladness. He said, I delight in the law of God after what? The, the inward, inward man. man. See, the, this, is, this is a spirit confession here. This is, this is you saying that, that, that taking command of your body, because your body's the flesh, right? Right. We're a three-part being. We, we have a body, uh, but we're, we are a spirit. We have a, a body and a soul. Right. So three parts. God created us just the way he is, three parts. Right. So, but, and and our, our body is just what we have while Thank we're here you, on I earth. I heard it from heaven. Thank you, Father. Our Go body ahead. is what we have here on earth. We, 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 it's basically our earth suit. Our spirit can't exist here without out our body. It can't um, interact with the world without our body. So we have a body, right? But now when Satan back in the garden deceived Adam and Eve and, and, and got them in sin, the body became cursed. It became, it became uh, a child of Satan. And therefore our bodies have these fleshly desires. But here's the amazing thing. I just heard it from heaven. just heard this from heaven. God just asked me. He said, would Jesus or the Holy Ghost go against me? The answer is no. Never. Well, guess what? Just like, and why is it that Jesus won't go against the Father? Because they're one. Yes. Just like, just like the Holy Ghost won't go against, you know, do you know that the Holy Ghost follows Jesus and Jesus follows God? Well, guess what? God just showed it to me. I just saw the beautiful picture. 
your spirit, the real part of you, needs to be the Father God. It needs to have final say in every area of your life. That your spirit is, is, is the equivalent of God in, in, in getting your flesh under control. Understand what I'm saying. Okay? He said, he said now, he said, you've got to make your soul, your thoughts, your feelings, emotions be like Jesus. In other words, thoughts, feelings, and emotions, you're going to say and do what the Spirit says and does. He says, and as you get your soul under control, he said, then the body will come in line. So just like, and, you, and this is a training process. So we, just, like the, just like the Holy Spirit does what Jesus does and Jesus does what the Father does, you've got to get yourself in a place where your soul does what your spirit does and then your body does what your soul does. Right. It's so, the leading flow. It's so the this, leading flow. So this is why flow. it says, I delight in the law of God after the inward man. Because the inward man is our spirit. That's right. And that's the one that's clo- that, that's closest the one to that's God. The and that's the, one, that's the one we should be following after. Now, our flesh is still going to want to go the way our flesh does. Because, you know, yeah. flesh likes pleasure. But you and, can train and, it. And flesh likes to take the easy way out, such as lies. You know, it's the easy way out of trouble. So, but, but now, the Bible ha- tells us we have to crucify the flesh. Now, this doesn't mean we stick nails in our hands oh, good Lord, no. or our feet. We don't beat ourselves. We don't with cut flesh. ourselves and all that kind of stuff. No, crucifying the flesh is simply applying discipline. That's right. Self-control. It's telling the body, no, we're not going to do that. It doesn't line up with God, and we're not going to follow that. We're not going to be in fear. We're not going to follow after the flesh. We're going to follow after the spirit. We're going to follow after the inner inner man. We're going to follow after God's word. That's right. He says, but I see, verse 23, he says, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind. And bringing me into the captivity of the law of sin, which is in my members. And the members is your flesh. In other words, Paul said, I recognize that there's a word within me. I see that within my flesh, there's something that wants to do what I don't want it to do. We have to recognize that. But here's the deal. You can train it. Now look at what he says in verse 24. Oh, wretched man that I am man of the flesh, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? In other words, he said, how do I get out of this war? We all have this war. He said, how do I get out of this war? The answer is in the very next verse. I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. Notice what he said. He said, so with the mind, I myself serve the law of God. You have to choose that your mind is going to be obedient to the Bible. You have to choose. Mind, you are going to be a doer of the word. Mind, you are not going to take these things into consideration. Now, when I came into Christ, I liked to drink with my dinners. I was, I, I very much so, when I went out to eat, I liked to get an alcoholic drink. And so, you know, what's the one thing that they always put on the tables at every restaurant you go to? What's, what's already there is already the drink menu. And so for a while, that was a challenge for me. But I have trained my mind and I have trained my flesh for so long that that thing doesn't even get, I'm, I'm literally like, okay, we're going to take that off the table. I've even, I'll even hand it to service and say, I'm, we're all Christians, we don't drink. We're all Christians, we don't drink. And they'll go, well, we know Christians that drink. Well, we don't. We're doers of the word. Thank you. 
And then we treat them, and then we give them. Now, if you're going to be bold and do that, you better be very sweet and very kind to your servers, and you better tip them well. You better tip them Show well. Show them the love of Show God. Show them the love of Christ. Not now, the stinginess of God, because there's no such thing. Now, because of time, you have to come back next Sunday to get the second part of this, because what? I have too many verses to finish today. Oh. I have too many verses to finish today. Praise God. But here's your takeaway <laughs> for today. Your takeaway for today is, is the fact that you can get victory. The Amen. takeaway for today is that victory is available, but you are going to have to plant your heels in the, in the ground and say, no, I'm strong, I'm courageous, I'm a doer of the word, and this does not have to be my life. For this does not have to be my existence for the rest of my life. Amen. Just meditate on that. Go back through these scriptures. Read these scriptures. Go back through them and begin to get them down on the inside of you. I Yes, I obtained victory, but I did not get victory in one service. I did not get victory in two services. I did not get victory in a week or a month. It took a process of time. It took a process of time, but you can have total victory if you'll be a doer of the word Amen. and commit to it, commit to it and begin to speak to the lies of Satan. If you, if there's one principle, you're like, Pastor, I want one principle that I can apply today. Here's the principle I want you to apply today. Start calling Satan out audibly on his lies. Start speaking to the lies audibly. Audibly to yourself. It doesn't have to be. Yeah, don't be in the middle of the grocery store and say, Satan, I said I'm not doing. Don't. Yeah. I will not come back you out. They're going to start calling the paddy wagon. Not if you act fruity and flaky. If you act, if you act fruity and flaky, I'm going to leave you there. I'm going to say, I don't know what church they go to. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'm won't. kidding. I would not do that. She'd be like, You're right. I'm proud That's of fine. that one. I'll be like, I'll, I'll say, okay, well, well I'm, exi- I'm, I'm thrilled that they're working the word. Thank God for that. We'll, uh, we'll tell them how to work it without acting crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Just give us some grace. Just give us some grace. Praise the Lord. So that's the takeaway is begin to speak to the lies. Begin to speak. All right. Well, Lord, we thank you for being with us today. We thank you for teaching us about the the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, kindness, gentleness, uh, meekness, meekness, goodness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. Yes, and and especially the self-control. Because, Lord, we know that that for us to walk in in your peace and your joy and and all the fruits of the Spirit, we have to exercise self-control. We have to tell our bodies no. We have to tell Satan no. We have to... We have to learn to walk in these in these fruits of the spirit and to grow these fruits. They're not just they're there in our lives, but they won't grow without our active participation. Thank you, and we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you that that you have given us the ability to actively participate and to and to take command of our bodies and and of our spirits and and have that peace, have that joy. Deny the fear. The fear is the mind killer, and we will not follow it. Satan, keep your fear. We don't want to take it back to hell. Yeah, we bind your fear in the name of Jesus. And we bind you in the name of Jesus. You cannot operate in our lives. And you will not 
take our peace. You will not take our joy. You will not take our goodness. You will not take our faith in our Lord. You will not take our self-control. We have this by the gifting of God, and you cannot take it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. Lord, we just thank you for the, for this word, and we thank you for growing us and teaching us to be more like you, Lord. We thank you for the boldness to speak your words, and we, we will speak your words. We will share this word that we have received. It will not just stop with us. It will grow in our lives and the lives of those we come in contact with. Lord, we will share that word in Jesus' name. Lord, we just ask, we know that, uh, Lord, we, just, we thank you for this and the many blessings that come with it. Lord, we thank you, and we are so grateful to you for your son and the gifts you have given us and the ability to rebuke the devourer. Lord, we, we, we give into your kingdom. We give down, we give pressed down, shaken together more than we can ever ask, hope, or, th- or more than, than yes, we could Lord. ever imagine. Thank you, Father. And Lord, we ask that you bless these, these offerings, that, that they go further than we could ever ask, hope, or imagine, and that, that Lord... That your work be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Yes, thank you, Father. That, we give you that glory. the things we bind here are bound in heaven, and the things that are that we loose here are, are loosed in heaven. heaven. So you, we Father. loose the right things, and we bind the the wrong things. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Glory, 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 Father. We give you glory and honor, Father. We thank you that the word is true and the word is working, Father. We commit in our hearts to be strong and courageous and to speak to the lies of Satan in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. amen. You can serve the people. Glory to God. We've got prayer at 5 o'clock. We've got healing school at 6. Thank you, Father. Uh, Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father.